Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Hey, it's Pastor Chris, man, and I'm live on the set with you for Wednesday Wisdom Midweek Service. Thank you so much for joining me. You know, um, I really... um. I really look forward to uh, producing this content for you guys to be able to spend some time with you. And I know a lot of people, um, if you get, you know, if you're watching live, thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your day to be with me. And also too, thank you for sharing. So important that we share, but I know a lot of people go back and listen to this and I'm just so excited about what God's doing during these 21 days, transformation, transforming your world. You know, not just beyond praying and fasting and giving, but just you and your relationship with God, you drawing near him and God downloading in your spirit just tremendously the plans, the future, the dreams that he has for you. So I don't know, man, to me, as much as this is like a season of, you know, internal dying, you know, because you gave up something, you know, I'm going to tell you, man, you should see some of the stuff that people gave up and I could, I could talk about it because, um, you know, you're just, you know, you're just, you don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. You know, some of them, I just read their stuff and I don't know. There's so many people in the church. Now you kind of like, I know most of you, but I don't know everybody. People gave up for 21 days, smoking cigarettes. I mean, what, what a great testimony to be like, man, take care of your health. I mean, it's just, that's just, I mean, even if it's just, you know, you're taking care of yourself. People decided to uh, just really get 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 fasting to get a force to really cut back on their food intake because they knew for their health they needed to. And I was like, man, what a great accomplishment. Um, people have fasted drinking for 21 days. I mean, come on, man. You know what I mean? Tell me that's not like, it's probably going to be a catalyst for people to just change their lifestyle forever, you know? Um, kids gave up video games. Pastor Liz came to me and said kids over at the daycare gave up eating sugar. I mean, the oldest kid over there can't be more than what? You know, four or five years old? A kid two, three years old. She came to me and said one of the kids said, uh, you know, they weren't eating like gummy bears or something. And you go, man, what is, if I was God. I, a little kid came to me and said, I'm not eating gummy bears for 21 days and I was God. I'd be like, dude, you're going to have a mansion in heaven when you get here. You Those gummy worms. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine a little kid come to you and go, I gave up gummy worms? I'd be like, done. I'd be like, dude, here's my wallet. Here's the keys to my house. <laughs> like, what? You honor God with that? And and you think like, well, what does it matter? What Does it matter? Yeah, because when you subject, I'm going to tell you why this is big. And I've been thinking about this. When you subject your flesh, you start submitting your mind. And that's what God wants, your attention. So when you tell your flesh no, you know this already, man. You're getting disciplined. You know what I mean? You're adding some word time. You're adding some prayer time. You're adding times of spending time worshiping. And all of a sudden, you're starting to hear better. And you know, God loves you so much. This is the this is this is the crazy thought I had. It's so true though. God only wants your sacrifice 
because he knows on the other side of it, he's going to get your attention. And that right there is the most life-changing thing about sacrifice. That God knows that when you sacrifice something and you give him on the other side, he's going to get your attention. He's going to get your time. He's going to get your attention. He's going to get the fellowship. He's in love with you and wants to spend time with you. So when that hits your life, something changes in your life forever, man. So I just, I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you, man. It's like, you you can't even imagine reading these prayer requests, seeing the sacrifice. I couldn't be more prouder of the church, the people in the church and the partners. And uh, I probably don't say it enough, man, but I love you guys, man. And when I see you guys just really stretch for God, because not a lot of church churches want to stretch for God, you know? They just, you know, they're okay with status quo Christianity, but not you, you know? You're focused on going to another level with God, and I promise you he honors it. Um, you know, today we're in the middle of the fast. You're almost there. You know, we got another week, and you might be at a point where you're like, man, Pastor, I'm struggling a little bit, or... Maybe I, maybe I, maybe I, I messed it up. You know, like I said, I wasn't going to do this and I did it or you made a mistake or something along the way. Don't worry about it, man. Just pick right back up. You know, some of you guys might be, you know, maybe you tried something and you, you know, you said, um, you know, man, I didn't do the prayer. Just don't worry about it, man. You got it. You got another almost week and a half finish strong, man. You know, Jesus tells a story in the Bible, man, guy showed up in the morning to work. He said, I'll pay you five bucks. Guy showed up with an hour left. He said, I'll pay you five bucks. The guy in the end gets mad. He's like, man, I came here all day. He goes, who are you to tell me what I'm going to pay the servant that works for me? So God's not into like, you know, the guy that did it 21 days, you get a special reward. God's like, hey, man, I might be paying the same reward for the guy that picks up in the middle as the guy that did the 21 days. I don't know. I'm not God. Just don't faint before your harvest. Move into this thing. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I want to talk to you from my heart tonight. Um, I want you to understand something about this first fruit offering. I didn't get a lot of time to talk about this. Um, Sunday just gives me a minute. And today I really want to explain this because I don't want anybody to not understand what's happening. Why do we take a first fruit offering? What is this first fruit thing? What is going on? I want you to look at Malachi 3 verse 8. God talks about tithing and offerings. There's two different things. He said, will a man rob God? Yet you've robbed me. They said where? He said tithing and offering. Your tithe is easy. Your tithe every week is 10% of what comes in. If if you're struggling with your tithe, you know, I just talked to a preacher yesterday. And um, he said, man, when you, when you come here, will you talk about that? And I said, yeah. And, and, and he said, I, it's so uncomfortable for me to talk about those subjects because I just, and I said, yeah, I get it, man. I said, I was there. I said, I was the guy that didn't take an offering, you know, didn't, didn't do any of that stuff until God taught me and said, if you do not show those people biblical principles, you're going to be accountable for what they don't have in their life. And this, this Peter catching fish changed my life forever. Um, this is how it happened. I think this would be good to share. This is the offering, but this is a lot of my sermon because I really want you to hear first fruit. People don't understand what it is. And I'm going to take this whole 
moment to really get you to understand this. And we could share this with the partners. We're going to share this with the friends. You need to understand this. Your tithe belongs to the Lord. It's easy. But your offerings are a whole new ballgame because it takes faith to hear and give those. Tithing is kind of like, it's kind of easy to me because I got the hundred bucks in my hand. I just take 10 bucks and give it. That's doesn't really take faith. That just really takes obedience. It's in my hand. I give you 10%. It'd be like, I have a loaf of bread. I give you a couple slices. I, I, you know what I mean? I, I have, I, you know, it was like, don't talk about food. Okay. So I got, you know what I mean? I got some stuff. I give you some stuff. It's easy. If I have a hundred dollars, God said 10%. I give $10 to God. Simple math, right? But he's talking about offerings. And this first fruit is an offering of an expected harvest. So the first fruit is like, I got to go ask God. Now, I think you should be giving offerings all throughout the year, all throughout your life. Some people don't know this. How I learned this was, and I'll go back to the Luke and I'll show you in the word. How I learned this was, um, I started looking at my tithe and went, there's no way I could produce the level of wealth I want to have in life with my tithe. I remember, I'm going to be simple, transparent with you. I was working. It was early in my life. And I remember I was making 400 bucks a week. And I said, okay, I'm making 400 bucks a week. $40 goes to God. And I said, man, that's cool. And I just kept doing it consistently. And then all of a sudden I asked myself, I said, I started dreaming big. I started thinking like what 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 I want to achieve, where where I want to go. And and I said, man, there's no way that 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 amount of seed can produce the life at the next level. There's nothing wrong with making 200, 300, 400, 500 dollars a week. That's that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I wanted to live a life of next level living. The life God said to be a giver. I was like Dude, at this level, I can't give. I, I wanted to give away a car. I, I mean, I never forgot this. I gave away, I gave away cars. I know I gave away, I, de- I gave away one, two, I think two, and I bought one. I don't know. Sometimes this stuff blurs. I'm not bragging. This is not about me. You know, I don't like to making this the me show, but I tell you this stuff because sometimes. It gives you a perspective of of this stuff works. You know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, the Bible. The Bible doesn't say give away a car, but I wanted to upgrade my car. So I said, man, I got to sew. Remember I told you? I actually physically gave away a, a, a Nissan truck. I had a Nissan truck. I was I was there. Once somebody in the church needed it, I said, take the keys and go. I said, okay. I was learning these principles. Then my life got to a spot. I paid somebody's car payment because I wanted a, the vehicle. I needed a vehicle. I did this with the mortgage. I did this with the this. I did this with that. So you use these principles to move forward. Okay. So I'm not telling you to give away a car. I'm not telling you to do all this crazy stuff. Like to you right now, somebody might be watching for the first time and think, oh my God, this guy's just, you know, a prosperity guy. Well, what am I supposed to be? A broke guy? Yeah, I'm a prosperity guy. I want you to prosper. So what happened was I said, man, I got to learn something about offerings because if I can't, so God said, if I don't give you the thing you're believing me for, I'll give you the thing. I'll give you seed to get the thing. And I was like, okay. So when I was believing for the car, cause I needed a new car. 
I said, well, I, I, where's the car? Well, the car didn't show up. So I said, oh, I got this. This is a seed to get the car. Remember I taught you this? If what I have in my hand is not enough to get me what I want, it just revealed itself as a seed. And I said, okay, I called my buddy, paid his car payment. Okay? So I was like, wow, one payment. I started getting the ball rolling. These are the principles of offerings. So when we, now I'm going to take you to Luke because you need to see this. This could be the offering scripture, okay? I'll change it around. You've seen that in Luke, right? If you go with me to Luke, I'm going to find this on my pad, right? If you go to Luke and you see this in Luke 5, this is what changed my life. The, this guy came to me and said, I, I don't want to talk about this. Would you do it for me? I said, absolutely, because this changed my life. And I, I, I didn't want to affect, bro, you guys don't realize this. I don't think people understand because I make it look easy. It was so far out of my personality, it bothered me. It really did. Because I was the guy, had a partner conference, didn't take an offering, didn't, didn't, never asked anybody for anything. In the existence of this ministry, never asked anybody for a dollar. Never. And God was like, then when I got here, the Lord rebuked me. I repented. I called Dr. Rob, told him what I saw, thanked him, and apologized for my my lack of being a good student. Repented to God first. This is this is as transparent as I've ever gotten about money, and you need to hear this. In two ships, verse two, Luke five two. Standing by the lake, and their fishermen were gone out of them, washing their nets. And entered and Jesus Jesus comes by the seashore, Gennesaret. And saw two ships standing by the lake, and the fishermen were gone, washing their nets. He entered in this ship of Simon and prayed in him that he would thrust out a little further. And he taught the people. And after he was done teaching the people, Jesus partners with Peter. Peter, you let me lose your boat. Now I want to repay you. That's what he was doing. There's no other reason to be doing this. Peter gave him the boat. He had no problem with giving the boat. Jesus says, hey, let me show you what I want you to do. He said, launch into the deep and let down the nets. We understand it's plural. We understand it's not singular. He said, nets. Peter lets down a net. Look what happens. And Simon answered unto him, saying, we toiled all night. Now, fishermen understand this. You ain't throwing a net in the middle of the day. The fish are going to see you. They're ducking. Right? He said this. He said, he said this. He said to him, he said, enter in. He said, and standing, he, he told him to throw down the nets. Okay? He says, now when he left speaking, he told him this. And Simon answered and said, Master, we toiled all night. We've taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I'll let down a net. He didn't tell you to let down a net. He told you to let down nets. And when he did this, he got so many fish, it broke the net. They called the partners, and there was so much fish that what? They had to come help him. The boats began to sink. When Simon saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished at the take and the catch. He tells him he's going to be a fisherman. I read this story years ago. And I go, why in the world does Peter say he's a sinful man? He's got two boats full of fish. 
He's got way more than enough for himself. Jesus didn't want Peter to just take care of himself. He wanted him to take care of everybody that was connected to him. The reason why Peter realizes he's a sinful man, he missed an instruction. The Lord speaks to me in this moment and said this. Every time you miss a moment of my instruction and a request I've placed on you and you miss it, you don't just affect yourself, son. You affect everyone connected to you. When he said that to me, it it broke me internally. And I repented. And I got nervous. Because I thought about the people that maybe my lack of ability to follow an instruction, I affected their financial future. And I vowed to God in that very moment that I would never, ever, in the existence of my life, not be able to go to a place of faith for whatever anybody came to me with or for in the arena of finances. And I determined in that moment that I was going to teach these principles no matter what I had to go through. I get more flack about this subject than any subject I teach because people think, oh, it's about this. You don't know me. You have no idea why I'm teaching these people this. I'm teaching you this because I want your family to have everything it needs. So when we come to this moment, I, I, re- I realize and understand what's at stake for your future. That my lack of instruction to your life can stop you and limit you from where you want to go. Someone has to challenge you in the arena of finances. Otherwise, you'll never go there on your own. It's impossible because by natural human nature, we're not, we're, not, we're not programmed to go there. Someone has to give me an instruction. So what is this first fruit about? And we'll take the offering at the end, obviously. What is this first fruit? And a lot of you are praying about your first fruit. A first fruit offering is a free will offering separate from and in addition to the tithe. This is not taken away from your tithe. When I come for Breakthrough Sunday, I bring my tithe, but I bring my offering. This this is beyond it, okay? The offering that God required needs to be given as this first fruit was the earliest ripening of the produce, of the grain, the fruit of the harvest. He also requires the first male born of the womb, right? A human... And livestock. He declared that separated unto the Lord. Okay? That's the system of God. To what? To be dedicated to him. The first fruit was given before the entire harvest was taken as a deposit or a down payment guaranteeing God's blessing upon the rest of the harvest. Okay? You got that. So that's the first fruit. This is the first going to God. Now, here's the thing. How is it different from the tithe? Okay? How's it different? The tithe is the 10% of my gross income, which God claimed to be his in Malachi 3a. 
okay? If you choose not to give your tithes, you're robbing God. That's just the truth because the tithe doesn't belong to you. It's like a loan from God that we give back to God. So if you're holding back your tithe, you're robbing the Lord, okay? Now, people will say, oh, tithing's only in the Old Testament. No, it is not. You could find it in Hebrews chapter seven. He said, here they take it, there they give it. Tithing didn't stop, okay? Now, you could try to um, just say this. If you choose not to tithe, just basically know this. It's a choice that you make, not a truth that you don't know. Okay, let's just stop because if it's a truth that you know and you choose not to do it, that's just a level of you understanding more or growing or you're blatantly just going to be like, hey, I don't really care. I want to, that's an area I'm not going to be obedient with God with. That's between you and the Lord. It's not between me and you. Here's what I want you to know though. I'm not going to back up for it because it's a trust factor. So once you start becoming a tither, you understand like, oh, okay, I got the tithing down pat. Now we're people of offering. An offering is a free will, right? This first fruit is a free will offering where you determine the amount. Wow. Of an expected harvest. So now watch. Some of you are going to be like, oh, I'm believing God for a million dollars. You probably don't have million dollar faith yet. Relax. Okay? You can't be expecting a million dollars and you're sowing five dollars. Okay? Now, there could be a miracle. We're down with miracles. Let's just live the life of faith for a minute, okay? What does a first fruit offering mean to us today? A first fruit offering is a yearly event where we give God an offering based on what we're believing our financial harvest to be. Right there, that is tremendous. So what do you believe in your financial harvest to be this year? So if you're like, hey, you know what? I'm believing God that I'm gonna, man, I'm believing God for a $100,000 harvest this year. I got business guys believing for this stuff, right? You guys are believing for this stuff, right? I'm believing for this stuff. So you might say, okay, hypothetical, just telling you what's going on. I'm believing God for a hundred grand, right? So I know a hundred grand over 12 months is going to put me over and above with my offering. So I'm going to start the ball rolling with 10 grand. It's between you and God, not me, Right? Now, some people say, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not where I'm at. But I can believe God to give 1200 bucks, Give $100 a month till you get there. I don't know. I'm not God. Do what God tells you to do. It is what? It is about what we're believing, right? It acknowledges God is ownership, has ownership of all that we own. Come on. Are you telling me right here now that if you discipline yourself this month, you can't find extra money to give to God if he asks you for it? We all can't. We got stuff, man, laid up all over the place. Stop. It is a given as it is given as a deposit or a down payment for what? An expected harvest. Knowing and guaranteeing God's blessing upon the request and the rest of our financial use future for 2024. Let me say that again because I botched it. It is given as a deposit or a down payment guaranteeing God's blessing upon the rest of your financial harvest for 2024. So it's like, God, I'm going to sow early so you could bless me all year long. That's what it is. Now, here's the greatest question. Pastor Chris, how in the world do I know what to give? Glad you asked. The first fruit offering is an offering that reflects your expected 
financial harvest. It's different for everybody. It's your responsibility to pray and ask God what he would desire you to give. Ask God if you're expecting a great financial blessing or, you know, the house, the job, the whatever, you know what I mean? Your first fruit should reflect the size of your anticipated harvest. That just goes with it. This month is so important because I believe it establishes everything that's going to happen to you the rest of the year. Okay? It's divine. And I like that. So look at this. Look at Romans eleven sixteen. This scripture is life-changing. Right? Romans eleven sixteen. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is holy also. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. So say you had a lump of dough on your counter. If you take a piece of the dough and give that piece to God, God says whatever's connected to that piece is holy. If you had a loaf of bread and you sawed off a piece of it and you brought it to God and you put it in the altar, God says whatever that piece was connected to, it's separated to me as holy. When you separate your piece to give to God, he considers everything else you have to be holy and blessed, separated in him. This is a separating anointing coming on your giving. Look at this. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. This is awesome, right? This is the first digs first. This is you giving God first. This is you believing God, right? Honor the Lord with the substance and with the first fruit of all thine increase. See right there? Give me your first fruit. So your what? Your barns will be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst forth with new wine. See it? He said, man, look at verse nine again. He said, honor the Lord with thy substance and with thy first fruit. He said, whatever you give me, he said, I'm going to make a harvest come. God, right, this rightfully belongs to God the minute you sow it because God gave you everything. So now it's going to come down to this, okay? You got, some of you already know what you're doing. So you might be listening to this thing 10 months from now. And, and I'm sending this to everybody, the partners. I'm going to make sure this gets sent beyond. You know what I mean? Because I want people to understand this stuff. Because you have a dream that's bigger than your bank account. And that's okay because if your dream wasn't bigger than your bank account, you wouldn't need God. So you're going to have to. So the biggest thing you could do is seek God in here. Now, Principles I'm going to give you. The devil has never told you to give anything a day in your life. Are you kidding me, man? Are you kidding me? He's a thief, man. Thieves don't give nothing. So don't worry about hearing something and going, oh, I mean, I'll tell you what, I'll be straight with you. First year you hear this stuff, say, man, you like, get behind me, Satan, dude. I don't want to hear that. That's a lot of money, man. <laughs> and being honest, you're like, Oh my God, man, is that really God? Because I don't want to do this. You know, because I'm thinking, where am I going to get this? And then uh, um, <laughs> you kind of laugh, you know? And then you try to go to your spouse and get out of it, and it didn't work. And I was like, okay, because, you know, your mind's not wired like, you're not always wired in the blessing. You know, you're wired to natural sometimes. 
and you get a little bit like, that's a lot of trust in God, man. You know? So what I think starts taking place is you you have to get really fine-tuned in your hearing. So you're you're going to pray between now and, you know, 28th. And some of you know already. It's okay. And for some of you, what is this going to look like? This is going to look like a pledge. Because a lot of you, what God speaks to you, you're not going to be able to maybe say like, oh man, I don't know if I can do that right now. But I could do that over 12 months. It's between you and the Lord. But don't get nervous about the numbers because you don't know where the source is coming from. God will bring it. You just be obedient to get it going. But I promise you this, don't vow a vow and not pay it to God. That's the worst thing you could do. Uh, I'd rather you not do this at all than tell God you're going to do something and then not follow through just for your own sake because your next level of prosperity and prosperity is huge, man. You know, we had that, we had that seminar about it. Um, it's next level. And why do you want to prosper? Cause I want to be a greater giver. And, and why, why do you want to, why do you want to do what you do? Um, because I, I want to use kingdom principles to create kingdom authority in the earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth. It's going to take money. Um, you know, I just, uh, I listened to, um, I was listening to Rick Renner. Uh, I just went by a reel and he said something so good. He said, you know, when it says God is the God, it says the devil is the God of this world. Uh, he explained that. He said, the devil is in a lot of arenas that we're in, and like you know, he's in Hollywood, he's in politics, he's in the banking, he's in the financial. He's in. This. You got to realize there's not a bank, probably a, a, a nor. I just had this conversation with somebody. There's probably not a normal big brand bank that's going to give your church money because they don't want the church to prosper. They literally had a guy call and look for some resources from a Christian organization, and the guy literally said. They literally told him, because you're a church, we don't want to do business with you. And it's a big box bank that a lot of you guys are banking with. Why? You think they want the gospel being preached? There's evil in there somewhere. They don't want to make it easy for the church to build buildings and the daycares to have money and, and, and kids to be taught the gospel. They want their evil demonic agenda and you say, do you think that the devil's in the banking industry? Yeah, I think he's connected to money. I think he's all over money. And I think he's all over politics. And, and, and this spirit of perversion that's in this political realm, you're seeing it before your eyes, being exposed. It's evil. There's evil in there. And anybody that stands up for good, you're basically putting a bullseye on your head saying, hey, look at me. I have no problem with a fight. Bottom line, I like it. Because here's what it is. There ain't a devil in hell going to stop me from speaking the truth. So as we get ready, yeah, I'm going to take the offering. You know, some of you, you're, you're bringing your seat on the 28th. Some of you will bring it early. Some of you will send it online. Make sure they let them know. I don't want you to miss your next level of financial increase because you didn't understand. That's why I took this time to spend with you, talk about this, give a whole session on really understanding what I'm doing with a first fruit, 
The title of this is what is a first fruit? What is a first fruit offering? I think I explained it well. I think if you got any questions after this, you could pray about it, ask God. And as you get ready to give today, the ways to give are on the screen. This is for you guys tithing. Some of you might be sowing your first fruit. Some of you might be hearing it six months later. Trust me, I've been here. I heard it six months, 10 months later. I wanted to get in on it. Let us know it's your first fruit. Um, do I believe you could sow a seed 10 months from now and God? Yeah, I do. I'm just that kind of guy. Uh, I mean, I just think like there's no limitation to what God can do. It's not because you're giving. It's because maybe you wouldn't even know what was going on in the ministry. And now all of a sudden you found the ministry and, and because you did, it changed your life. And now all of a sudden you're like, man, I wish I could have got in on that. Get in on it. Like we said, man, it was, it's funny, right? My scripture, the guy that starts laboring, we did it in January. God's like, Hey, here's your reward. Hey, I did it in November. Hey, God says, here's your reward. We can't get mad at it because we went all year long because somebody gets in on the end. Praise God. I'm just happy they got in. Right? So the ways to give her on the screen, I want to pray for you because I really believe that from now to the 28th or whether you're sowing today, I want you to hear from heaven. So let me pray for you. And then we're going to pray over your offering. Father, I thank you that everyone connected in this, in this, this transformation, 21 days, hears from you so clear on what to sow. We've been praying. We've been fasting. We're getting ready to finish, have a night of worship, seek your face. We're doing that. We've been reading. A lot of you have been taking my proverb a day, 15 minutes of, I talked about this Sunday, 15 minutes of praying, praying, 15 minutes of reading the Bible, 15 minutes of meditation, 15 minutes of confessing the word, rotating it all throughout your day. And if you miss a day here, or maybe you gave confession this day, tomorrow do meditate. If maybe you didn't meditate, add the tongues, get in this system of, of, I don't even care if you time yourself out. I did it the other day. I timed it out. Why? I want to build a greater um, commitment to meditating this year. And it's going to take a discipline of putting the 15 minutes on my timer and going, I went over. Shocker, the minute you start doing things of God, you start liking it. But if you don't remember because you're busy, man, I told you today, man, I was on the phone all morning till I got here. It's just busy. So, you know, when I got it in, the minute I came to work today, I knew it was going to get busy. I had a feeling. I said, let me get this in while I can. And I timed it out. I don't think God's mad about that. I think God likes it. It's producing a discipline. Sooner or later, I'm not going to need the timer. I'm going to remember, time to go meditate. I'm pastoring a church. How much you? How much me? We got to do this. So let me pray for you here. Father, I thank you that they hear from heaven clear, that they hear from heaven about their destiny. Their faith is at an all-time high. Crazy faith shows up for them to see and believe what you said they could achieve. I thank you for speaking to them about what to sow, what to give, when to give. And I thank you, Father, that your arm is not short, but you are going to produce a thousand time return on their giving. Thank you for leading them in this journey of faith. And thank you for their obedience to obey. And so we believe it and we receive it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And you know what to do? Claim it. Bind the enemy. Loose your angels. And know that God, thank God, because he wants to prosper you in 2024 like never before. I promise you that's the truth. Guys, listen, I love you. I pray tonight helped you share this. If you share any of these messages, this is the one to share. So many people want to know about God taking care of their needs. You see the pressure in the earth. You see what people are going through. They need help. They need hope. They need wisdom. 
Help them find the wisdom that they need. I love you. I'm going to see you Sunday. And I promise you, it's going to be the greatest season of your life. See you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.